For those who don't know my story, when I was 12 years old, I was diagnosed with Tourette's and I was on medication for almost 10 years. When I was 21, I learned something called The Secret and I came off the medication overnight against everyone telling me to stay on it and I had a spiritual awakening. I meditated for three weeks straight and my Tourette's disappeared and I created the podcast to simply preach about everything that most people have in their head but no one ever speaks about, which is what the twitching was. It was too many thoughts inside my head and now I have a platform where I can speak to of people and they can get out what's in their head. So if I could ask a massive favour from all my listeners, upon looking at my stats recently, it has occurred that out of a very humbling 730,000 downloads since I created the podcast back in 2019, that only 10% of you that listen have actually followed and subscribed to the podcast. If I could ask a massive favour from you all that listen, if you wouldn't mind just hitting that follow and subscribe button. It would mean more than you can imagine and it really does help the show grow and help reach more people in more ways than you and I can even imagine. The bigger the podcast gets, the bigger the guests get. And my aim is to grow the show big enough that I can reach out to amazing people like Russell Brand, Joe Dispenza, Lewis Howes, Grant Cardone, Joe Rogan and have deep, intimate and vulnerable one-to-one conversations with them. I want to speak to the human side of people to show we're all the same when you get to the core regardless of how much money or fame you have. ...that the customers have been using, you know? So really it comes down to, there's always somebody behind you, even if you can't see them. And even if there isn't, pretend that there is. Every business idea at some point will be done, even if it isn't going to be done anytime soon. Now's not the time to relax and put your feet up because there's no one behind you. They'll catch up. So you need to stay three years ahead. Don't get content. Imagine that there is someone looking at you, someone competing, even though you can't see. And then by doing that and doing those actions, you'll always be ahead. You will shine out of people that don't groom themselves. You will shine. It's obvious when somebody always looks good versus somebody who gets their hair cut once every couple of months because he doesn't need to. It's not the point. It's about feeling good. When you feel good, you radiate a glow. And that glow people see and then when people see you you want to maintain that glow to still be attractive and it's just this constant cycle of like positive energy goes out attracts more charges you to stay positive um if you don't use your car the alternator will not be able to charge the battery so it dies so keep the car going even if you're not going to be using it basically yeah yeah, exactly. And and it went even deeper for me as well. Like there was, you know, we talked about crypto already. And uh, during that process, I was spending a lot of my time just saving my money and I wasn't spending it. And there's actually a lack mindset, which is the opposite of an abundant mindset in that type of, of way of living that I was identifying I was noticing that I would save my money and I wouldn't do things like buy buy new clothes, you know? I mean, and especially during um, the last 20 years where there was less social events on average, um, like you can even justify not needing to get new clothes uh, even more, even though like some of the clothes that I had were just getting like, you know, it's time to get new clothes. (laughs) I could just sort of tell they were getting a little bit run down. They just didn't have that... um, that shine to them. They so, anyways, and and so I went out and 
I went and I bought myself good quality clothes too, not just like some cheap fast fashion crap. I got myself, you know, n- not the, the the most expensive clothes, but definitely clothes made of good materials, clothes that that won't break down, uh, clothes that you have to actually put care into. Uh, and then I thought about my style and I thought about what clothes would would look good together um, and and what clothes would I wear for like what sort of occasions and I got advice from people as well who are sort of better at it than me and I did research and and all of that it sort of went into into my sense of self-care because uh, yeah it's also grooming totally we definitely need grooming but also like spending money on yourself like whether that is on clothes or whether that is on on maybe health and supplements or maybe that is on even just like activities that you want Uh, i mean even even going to like get food once in a while at a place that you really enjoy just really showing self-love because i i noticed that while i was investing in crypto i wasn't loving myself and i was like hoarding all my money you know i wasn't letting it flow and then also when I was, um, when I broke up with my partner, um, when she was like, when she was just out of my life and then I was like, wow, like, who am I? And like, what, what do I want to do for myself? Like, what do I enjoy? And, and so the act of going out and spending money on myself is sort of like a way of discovering who I am again. Uh, so all of like all, all of that was like, all of that was so helpful. So like all of these really painful and comfortable experiences really generated a lot of, of motivation in me to grow and to, to dig deeper into who I am. <clears throat> yeah. So, um, to that point, um, that, that, that word you said stagnant is a word that I love to use all the time. Relationships, you get stagnant. You've got your, first of all, you know, you, you move in with somebody, then you, you refurnish the house and get the paint and get the plants and then the ornaments and you get TV and then a fridge and everything's exciting and then you've got everything. And then it's like, okay, now we just have to live in it. And now there's nothing new, nothing to work toward, just sat there with each other. It's like, now what? You've been out to every restaurant, you've been out to every like venue, you've been to your friend's house, you've met your friends at the pub. Okay, now what? It all, it's all the same. You become stagnant and... I'm, I'm polyamorous. I mean, I don't believe in one-on-one relationships for this exact reason. Nothing stays the same. And to say that you're with somebody forever means that that's the same. They're going to stay the same forever. You're going to stay the same because if you grow and they don't, you're going to become out of sync, but you're locked into a contract, but you shouldn't be with each other because you've grown and they haven't. How are you supposed to be in harmony and in happy with somebody who you're not in harmony with? So if you're not with somebody, you're free to be a free spirit and wherever the energy goes and wherever you flow, the energy goes and vice versa. So if you're out somewhere and you come across somebody who's in a high vibration, you can attract. Does that mean you let go of your old partner? If the energy frequency isn't that different, then you'll be with both people. But if the energy between you and your first partner changes significantly, then you will attract to the second partner who's in a high frequency and the old partner may be simply too low in energy that, you'd naturally let them go. But that was why you were with them in the first place, right? So staying stagnant is only bad. Water that sits in a glass will become stagnant. Water in rivers never stay stagnant. 
because it's supposed to flow. Ponds, yeah, it goes stagnant because it's just like a, a hole in the ground. But energy isn't supposed to stay stagnant. Humans aren't supposed to stay stagnant. Humans are energy. We're not supposed to stay stagnant. So keeping yourself feeling good is crucial. Like with the clothes. I don't need clothes. I'm a monk. You know, I'd happily just wear the same hippie clothes forever. That's not the point. Because that is old energy. That thought process behind when I, when I got those trousers a year ago was who I was then. That's not what I am now. So my, 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 my environment, my body has to reflect that. <clears throat> and simply just buying clothes, even if you don't need clothes, makes you feel good. As you say, the material is new. You feel good. You put money into it. It's not even about getting good sales and deals either. Like, and actually, you want to save money, of course. Why buy this pot for a, a pound when it's over there for a penny, right? But there is something to do with paying full price for a piece of clothing and feeling that value of an overpriced top compared to waiting for the sales and then feeling devalued. But you feel like you saved some money. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I definitely went out and bought all my stuff on sale. <laughs> I, I mean, again, like, why, why, you said, why why pay a pound when you could pay a, I, I don't really know English money, a pence or something. <laughs> yeah, <that's it. laughs> um, but, but yeah, it, I mean, and that, that was just one of the ways. I mean, I'm, but yeah, I, exactly what you're saying. The stagnancy is, is what is what can destroy relationships. It can destroy yourself as well, just sort of in your own life. So making sure that there's sort of a, a constant discomfort that you keep in your life intentionally, a constant state of growth, because you only grow when you're uncomfortable, obviously, like when you think about working out, for example. So you, we need that that discomfort to grow. So we always need to be uh, keeping a sense of, uh, of discomfort in our lives. And I, I don't think it has to do with monogamy or, or with polyamory. Like, I think with polyamory, the danger is like never being, n- never needing to work through your stuff with people because you can always like ditch a person and get a new one. And then the, the danger with um, <clears throat> monogamy is like you get stagnant and you don't go out and meet new people and you don't go out and circulate new energy. So I think no matter what your lifestyle choices are, you just have to be aware of the, the, the potential downsides and, and just sort of change your habits to, to, to mitigate uh, the, the, the potential issues. Um, but, but yeah, for, for me as well, it was, it was even like, like showing self-love went as far as like, uh, rethinking about like, what do I want to do with my life and, and looking at exploring new hobbies and like, it's, it, it goes, it goes really deep because there's a point where, I mean, in, in a relationship where you spend so much time with one person, if you, if you're not careful, um, that you even just start to lose who you are. You even start to sort of forget who you are and, and forget what you enjoy doing again. So, so I, you know, one of the ways that I, that I countered that, uh, when I, when I did break up for those two months, uh, and you know, during those two months, it was, it, we had no intention of getting back together. I didn't think it was going to be possible. Uh, so it really was a, a very full breakup. Um, at least that's how it appeared, uh, during the time. Um, anyways, one of the things I did was I went to as many events as I could that I was even remotely interested in. So I went into like improv classes. I went to try new sports. 
Uh, like I'm not super athletic, so like sports is just like like badminton, <laughs> like chill stuff, <laughs> volleyball, <laughs> um, and and playing at the at the the most beginner level. Uh, I went even to things like um, philosophical meetups. Uh, I went to a board game cafe. I tried. I tried Dungeons and Dragons for the first time. You know, <laughs> I mean, it, it was it wasn't really my thing, but it was fun for the the one time that I went. I did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. So. <clears throat> yeah. So um, the polyamory thing isn't an excuse to not deal with issues because <clears throat> my answer to that is is that <clears throat> if you're with the right person at the right time, there won't be any issues because they will be constantly self aware of their actions and how it's affecting others. And vice versa. As long as two people are checking themselves every day, you're in harmony. If there's issues, you could say that you're not a vibrational match. In which case, you will match to somebody who is. So it's not just an argument they can fuck off, find somebody else. Because, especially for me, because of my energy levels, it's hard to find one person, let alone multiple, right? So it's not like I could just, oh, okay, can't be asked to deal with this, I'll find somebody else. Because that might take years to find somebody else. So it's more the fact that as we grow in life, you need to be free to grow with the person next to you. And if that person isn't growing at the same pace, you will become out of sync. The fact that things won't bother you like it bothers them, okay, will make that person get pissed off and you will become out of sync. And then the sex will stop and then you'll seek it elsewhere and then you'll cheat. It's this ball game um, of things building up from one thing, right? The minute you start just giving up in yourself, things things change. Um, um, that's yes, that, that's it. That's that's interesting. I, I think I I want to just ask a, a bit about about what you mean there because you said um, you said that when you're in a polyamorous relationship, if you're having an issue you said that you would you would look elsewhere because it's not a vibrational match. Do you feel like there could be value to working through the issue with the one person? Because, you know, I think we all have off days sometimes or or we all have like misunderstandings. Um, and like, like I know for myself, there was a, a long period of time where I was, um, I, I wasn't showing my partner love in in her love language for example and and so i was i was uh telling her that i loved her i was giving her like physical contact but she was really looking for um she was a big gift person and it was really into acts of service uh and and i just was like missing that for the longest time and so by like by <clears throat> working at at our at our issues i was able to actually improve both her relation like, like, like her experience and our relationship, but also is able to grow as a person by, by sort of humbling myself and discovering how I could love somebody in their way instead of in my way. So I'm just yeah. curious how, how you feel about like, yeah, like so that. Just, and it might just be me misunderstanding you. No, no, I need to re reword that. Um, if, if you're with somebody and you know, you're in harmony, that obviously there's going to be small things that, um, create arguments of course you work through it you don't just bend something because a little argument happened but as a big 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 imbalance of energy for example 
let's say the female didn't have a father figure in her life. She never had male love, meaning the person she's with can't give male love. And that's really, really, really important for you to be able to have that emotional connection. She can tick all the boxes with all the other shit, but if she can't receive the love you're giving her, yeah, you can buy her gifts. That's how she feels loved. But if you need to have that emotional energy that she can't receive because her father never gave it to her, that's a big, big, big imbalance of energy. That's mm-hmm. when you'd walk away. You can't just think, oh, we'll work through it. We'll find another yeah. way for her to receive and give my love. No, because that's that's like it's non-negotiable. That is, like you said, the main thing that one would want in a relationship. So then you find somebody who can give that because that's more important than gifts, for example. Yeah. Um, that's when you need to walk away. But small things, yeah, of course, you don't just walk away because you've had a little argument. Um, you, you stick it out. It's when arguments keep building and building and building. And it's not, you didn't leave the toothpaste lid on. Sorry, I'll put the lid on next time. You put the toilet seat down. Sorry. These are small man-made things that by choices you can change to become in harmony. But if, for example, you want somebody to play football with and they've only got one leg, that's a big issue. So shit like that, you can't just tweak and change. That's like you wanted to go out for Chinese and the man sits you down and gives you an Indian. It's like, I didn't want a ch- chicken biryani. I wanted fucking duck and spring rolls. You thought, oh, we should be, just be grateful, sir. You know, starving Africans, just be grateful. It's like, yeah, I understand that, starving Africans, but I came out for Chinese. You just put a chicken biryani in front of me, you know? For example, if you went out for chicken biryani and he said, sorry, sir, we're not of any Bombay potato, I said, that's fine. I could just have the rice. No problem. You know, yeah. there's small things you can compromise, but there's some things you can't sacrifice. Um, I, I see your point there, uh, Oliver. I And I think you're right, actually, in some ways, because what what the danger is of monogamy and what I fell into was compromising core things too long uh, for for the sake of maintaining the stability of the relationship. Um, and you're you're right about you know she had uh, issues with her dad um, that that did impact our relationship that she wasn't working on that she wasn't. Uh, getting over and it was interesting because it wasn't until I left and I was like I'm actually done you know we I I have a a higher sense of self-value than to to continue to put up with this this um, stagnation in the relationship Um, it wasn't until I left and we didn't speak you know uh, for 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 nearly two months in person and that it was kind of like she actually grew like she actually took that time to grow which was really impressive because i didn't think she would you know i mean it it had been eight years and she hadn't grown so i didn't think she would grow but then when i when i you know we met for tea and i could actually see the difference and I could actually see the difference in how she grew. And then I, I started, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to assume that like, okay, just cause I'm seeing it in one instance, that means it's real and it's going to last. So we spent time dating again. We spent time getting to know each other again, you know, after, after two months of sort of independent growth. And I was able to see that the changes were the, the I mean, it's hard to say anything is permanent, but they, they seem to be lasting. Uh, and so it, you know, you think not everybody would be so lucky, 
as kind of the situation that I went through. Like I fully left, fully was starting to uh, go on dates with other women. Uh, I was fully looking to never speak to her again. Um, and then it just happened that the universe kind of worked with her to to help her to grow just in the way that she needed and, and me in, in the ways that I needed as well. Uh, and then we were, I guess, a vibrational match on like <laughs> frequency up or whatever. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what I take from that is, is that <clears throat> let's just say that you are just a, a free spirit and wherever you think you go to, because there's a vibrational match there. You keep doing that like a star floating through the galaxy, increasing in mass, whatever. So you could say that you held each other back. Let's just say you weren't together. And let's just say over the last eight years, right, you live separate lives, but you were together. They could, you could both go off and do things in real time that increases your vibrational energy. And then you come back, go on a date, have a sleepover, whatever, right? And then you go back to your own lives and then you don't see each other for a couple of weeks. So you're thinking and you're doing, you're raising vibration, you meet new people, you're learning about yourself, blah, blah, blah. Then you come back, meet in the middle, have a nice date night, movie night, whatever. What happens is that when you're living together and you spend all your time painting the walls, cooking dinner, cleaning the plates, sorting out the mortgage, paying the council bill, going to the neighbour and asking if they can look after the house on the weekend because you're going away, sorting out friends, bloody baby showers, yeah? You're spending too much time keeping the foundation of the relationship that you're not free elsewhere. So you're at home putting up the curtains because you want to keep the girlfriend happy because she can't do it and you can't afford to pay somebody. So you're now spending hours putting up the curtains. You don't really want to do the curtains because you want to be painting, but it's a compromise that you do in the relationship. Otherwise, in an idealistic world, the curtains would, would be up or there wouldn't be an issue or you'd pay somebody to do it and you'd be somewhere else, comedy club, um, Dungeons and Dragons place and you'd meet people, you go to a house party, you see different types of curtains that they've got and then you think, wow, I like these curtains. And she'll say, you could have them. I'll put them up. So now you don't need to spend time in a different dimension forcing Chris to put them up because Chris wants to be painting. So now in this other dimension, Chris's painting is painting. She's at a Dungeons and Dragons club uh, looking at nice curtains. She's raised her energy. Chris has raised his energy. You've now raised your energy. So now when you go back to date night, months down the line, you, you're both on a high frequency. Whereas in the parallel world, this world, Chris is putting up the curtains. He doesn't want to. He's not painting. His energy stayed the same. She doesn't know how to put the curtains up. She's moaning at Chris. She's not going to Dungeons and Dragons. And that is just an eight-year process of bullshit, another day, another bullshit, another problem, blah, 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 trying to keep the relationship together. And your energy staying the same because you're spending too much time balancing each other and growing as people, knowing that you should want to spend time with each other because you want to, not because you're in a fucking same house system, you know? Yeah, I, I think what you're saying is that um, that you can get into all of these routines and you can kind of miss like what's important to you by, by, by compromising so much on what's important to your partner or the people around you. Is that right? Absolutely. So I found with my first relationship that it was always compromising to keep the relationship, period. Meaning if I didn't compromise, then it wouldn't exist. 
And because mm. I saw my parents compromise, you learn that pattern and you mimic it. But then you realize that's not what you're supposed to do. You're not supposed to compromise to keep something there. It's there because it should be there, not because you're compromising, you know? And then you start sacrificing your own self, meaning putting your own beliefs and routines and rituals and <clears throat> stuff aside to balance a relationship. And that's not how it works. And the minute you stop doing that was ironically the minute it ended. And I knew all this, I was just playing it out because I needed to affirm to myself that what I've always known is real, put it into practice. I've confirmed it's real. I was always right. So now I know how to move moving forward. You know, you need freedom, you need love. You come back to where the love is. You shouldn't be there um, because you're forced there and you shouldn't feel the need to be there. And chickens always come home to roost if you give them something to come home for. And in a relationship, you should want to see that person. Like you'd want to see your grandma you've not seen in 10 years who lives in other part of Canada, you know? Not because, oh, fucking her grandma's at the door again. She lives next door to you. She's knocking on the door. Excuse me, you got any bananas? I've run out. Oh, fuck off, man. I've just seen you yesterday, you know? You need to miss somebody in order to want to see them. When they're there in your yeah. face at the damn time. Like, nobody wants something in their face every time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that that is really important. I think a lot of times um, in the last couple of years, there's been a lot of couples that have been sort of forced to spend a lot more time together as well. Um, and I know that was definitely the case for my, my partner and I. So now we intentionally uh, create situations where we're home alone, where one of us is going out, not not both of us going out always together. So I, I think that's really important. Many, like multiple times a week, you need to be giving space to to your partner to uh, be alone because you need, you need to be bringing interesting things into the relationship, you know, and if you always know everything that's happening all the time and there's no intrigue and there's no mystery. And I think one of the, the fascinating, uh, I, I would say like the, the fascinating paradoxes of, of monogamous relationships is that you want to have both the stability and the comfort of somebody always being there. And you also want the eroticism and the mystery and the excitement of, of not that, that creates like good sex of not knowing somebody fully. And so you kind of want to both know somebody fully and not know them like simultaneously because that makes them interesting, but that also makes them stable. And, and so you have to find ways to be stable, but also to intentionally cultivate mystery. And so that, that is what I'm doing right now. And that is, that is working um, as of now. I mean, I'm sure it will be more challenges ahead, <clears throat> uh, but, but that that's definitely been sort of the next breakthrough for us. Um, you know, 70% plus of marriages end up failing and the rest, um, well, let's just say 20% of the rest, they they just, it's, it's easy just to stay with how it is, okay? Because to, to leave means you've got your whole life just ends. House is gone, half a dog, everything changes. Your friendship circle changes. So the rest of them are just stagnant, right? And the other 10% are the lucky people that are in love. Um, for whatever reason, they've got that perfect balance or you could say that they are so dependent on each other that it's reciprocal you know i need you as much as you need me i'm willing to do whatever and so are you 
and it's all about each other. But the sad thing is, is that when one person dies, often their soul dies too. Hence, why a lot of old people, when they lose their 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 one since they've been like sixteen, they die as well. Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip, same thing. They've been together for like like seventy years, and then when Philip died, the Queen died. Her soul literally drained from her body. You could say that's a coincidence. It's not a coincidence, right? You ha you're entangled. Um, um, so you know, part of the, the poly thing is part of the poly thing is that if you are getting one thing from somebody, that's great. But the th the thing you're not, you need to be getting elsewhere. You can't just rely on one person to give everything. It's like you can't just rely on your Chinese restaurant to serve you Indian food and and Turkish food and Caribbean food. You know, you can't just be like to the chef, well find a way to get me some Indian food. No, he's a Chinese man giving you Chinese food, mm -hmm. right? Do you want Indian food? Go find an Indian person, right? In a man-made written law and society and how it's structured, it's one person, you get married, everything's happy doubly. That's just simply a government can monitor people, population, and they'd have to bail the other person out who hasn't got any money because, you know, they're lawfully connected. So whatever he's worth, you're worth, right? Um, but in, in, in the animal world, hence why marriages 80% whatever fail you're not supposed to be with one person for that long brothers and sisters as close as they are growing up end up becoming different people and most people see their friends more than they see their siblings right believe it or not most people if you've got say 